In Matthew chapter 5 and verse 14 it says, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they that light a lamp put it under a basket, but put it on a lampstand and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father that is in heaven. I want to ask you a question. It's an important question for each and every one of us because we all have to answer this question for ourselves. Are we in this congregation, in this family, a city on the hill? Are we that light to the world that Jesus called us to be? Are we the city that shines in the darkness? Jesus said that we are the light of the world. And he used this analogy of a city. Because a city's light shines out everywhere, in every direction. For miles a city can be seen. And from the air and from space a city can be seen. It is hard to hide a city. Hide a city, why would you want to do that? Well, in England in World War II, everyone did their best to hide their cities. Every bit of light that was escaping from that city, from any of those cities, was tried to, they tried to capture it, to block it out. The street lights were out. The curtains were drawn and closed to keep the light from illuminating outside and showing where the city was. Why? Because there were men in planes dropping bombs on those cities. They tried to hide a city. And yet in spite of all that, in spite of hiding those cities, night after night, the bombers came and attacked their cities. But it is hard to hide a city. But cities are noisy places. If you like the country, you know what I mean. Cities are noisy. They're messy. There's people in them. <laughs> cities are hard to be hid. Sometimes they smell. If you've been to a city that smells, you know what I mean. Cities are hard to hide. Even more so a city that is set upon a hill. Because everyone else around it and the plains around it can see that city and they can look. There it is. There is the city. And of course in our age, our city lights are so bright that we e even drown out some of the stars with our lights from our cities. So I ask you again, are we a city on a hill? As I said before, it is hard to hide a city. But there is one way that you can hide a city. Do you know what that is? The way in which you can hide a city is when all the people leave it. When the city is left abandoned and empty. 
Because in the end, buildings don't create light, do they? Buildings really don't create the city. People do. Roads don't create cities. They're used in cities. But the heart and soul of a city is its people. If the people are gone, then you can hide a city. And when the people begin to leave, the light begins to fade. An abandoned city is a haunting place. You know, and we probably think of abandoned cities. We think of ancient ruins, don't we? Of the ancient city of Babylon or, or any of the cities of, of Rome that have not lasted. And even within modern cities, we have remnants of that old city that once was there. But today, in our world, in our country, there is a city that's abandoned, at least in part. The city of Detroit has experienced tremendous loss of citizenship in its city. Economic downturn, the hard-hit auto economy, people have left that city. I heard at one point over half of its citizens had left. And it has created these huge spaces of abandoned city, empty cities that are devoid of people. When a city is abandoned, homes become houses and are no longer places for families to live in. They no longer provide safety and comfort, but in fact become dangerous places to be. When a city is abandoned, places of worship become hollow and empty. There are no songs of praise heard in them anymore, and they start to decay and crumble. When the city is abandoned, ingenuity and industry stops. Nothing new is created. Nothing new is made. Nothing old is repaired when the city is abandoned. When a city is abandoned, there is no longer any place for us to teach our children. That's a difficult picture to see there, but you see what they've done? They've overlaid an old picture of students in this classroom of what it used to be. And then you see around it what it has become because it is abandoned. There's nobody there. There's nobody there to make sure that the air conditioning and, and the humidity is controlled so that the paint doesn't peel. And when it does, there's nobody there to paint it. And there's nobody there to maintain the city. So the city decays and eventually becomes hidden. All these things are true of cities, but they are also more true for churches, for congregations, for families of believers. So I ask you again, are we a city on the hill? Or are we hidden? You know, a city can be abandoned. A church can be abandoned. It can be abandoned spiritually. It can be abandoned mentally. It can be abandoned physically. Are we a city on a hill? Are we shining bright in the darkness? 
Well, you may ask, why does a city like this one get abandoned? Well, like I mentioned, uh, an economy, a natural disaster perhaps. Parts of, of uh, different cities have been destroyed. You know, the, we think of the tsunami in, in Japan that has destroyed cities and towns. And there are many ways that cities can be destroyed, many ways that they can be abandoned. But for us, as a church, is there something that we can look to, a warning that we can understand and, and listen to? In Philippians chapter 2 and verse 12, it said, Paul says, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. Do all things without complaining. And I looked that word up. Complaining. In the Greek, it means muttering, murmuring, grumbling. Do all things without grumbling. That's what Paul is asking us to do. To do all the things that we would do, but without grumbling. To serve without grumbling. To worship without grumbling. To lead without grumbling. To help without grumbling. In fellowship without grumbling at one another. Guys, I'm going to tell you, don't grumble at the women. If you know what's good for you, right? Ladies, don't grumble at the men. We're sensitive and soft creatures on the inside. <laughs> Children, don't grumble at the old. Old, don't grumble at the children. Do all things without grumbling. That's what Paul is asking us to consider and asking us to do. Don't pull down. Lift up. But there's another word that he uses here. And we have to remember the second part because this is a two-part warning. This is a two-part instruction that he asks us to consider. Because he also says to do all things without disputing, without arguing, without debating. Because that's what this word means. Don't cause dissension. Don't dispute. Don't argue. But it is interesting that Paul asks us to not argue. But there's a very similar word in the Greek. And in the Strong's, it's found just one position before it. Very similar word. And that word means reason or discuss. Engage in conversation. Reasoning together is that word. It's not the same as arguing. Paul said don't argue. But he left the opportunity for us together to reason together. To come to a consensus. To talk openly and honestly about the things that may divide us. Not grumbling and arguing. Because grumbling leads to arguing and arguing leads 
grumbling. And then the cycle is complete. And then the city is abandoned. He says, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Do all things without grumbling and arguing, that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, as a city on a hill. To go along with this message, we're going to do a special music song selection called City on the Hill. city on the hill said one old man to the other it once shine bright and it would be shining still but they all started turning on each other mm. you see the poets thought the dancers were shallow and the soldiers thought the poets were weak And the elders saw the young ones as foolish And the rich man never heard the poor man speak And one by one they ran away With their made-up mind to leave it all behind As the light began to fade in the city on the Each one thought that they knew better, but they were different by design. Instead of standing strong together, they let their differences divide. One by one, they ran away with their made-up mind to leave it all behind and the light. Fade in the city on the hill, the city on the hill, and the world is searching still. But it was the rhythm of the dancers, the game of life. 
Come home. 